Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If your 10-year-old son doesn't want to spend his birthday with his mom, would you be the jerk if you let him do that? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not answering when my husband called to speak to our kids before bed? I have a 2 year old and a 4 year old so keeping them on a good sleep schedule is pretty important. Whenever my husband's away, he'll FaceTime with the kids for a little while. We agreed before he left that he would call at 6.30pm my time as their bedtime's around 8pm. He called late from the start but he was always apologetic and said his meeting overran, so I let it go at first. After the fourth time, I told him I wouldn't answer if he called later than 7.30pm as it was ruining their sleep schedule, and he was calling later and later every day. I never answered when he called to speak to the kids for three days, because he called after 7.30pm, and now he's angry at me, even though I suggested he call earlier if that worked better for him, as it didn't. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. Sleep is one of the most important things for kids to have. I feel like the husband's really inflexible here for some reason. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not these people are just some jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my pregnant girlfriend to pay for or replace my meal because she ate all of it? I've 26-year-old male, been with my girlfriend, 29-year-old female, for going on two years. Before we met, she and her sister had been working on her being a surrogate for her sister and her sister's husband. Global things delayed that. We talked about her agreement before we got together, and now she's pregnant for them. She's staying with them for now, but she comes over to my place frequently to spend time with me when she's free. It's not so bad, but either she raids my kitchen, or she complains nothing looks good and wanted me to keep some of her for sure cravings on hand. My parents came to visit me and asked me if I wanted them to pick anything up for me on their way. They had to pass one of my favorite restaurants to get here, so I said yes. They showed up, we visited each other, I ate a little bit of what they brought me since I wasn't really hungry yet, and put the rest in the fridge for dinner that night. My girlfriend wound up coming over for a bit after they left. She got hungry and wanted a snack and came out with the container I put my leftovers in and goes, can I have some of this? I told her yes. She came back with a plate and she didn't take some of it, she took all of it and put all kinds of stuff on it so we couldn't even share. I told her that I said she could have some and she just ate all of what I intended to have for dinner. So I asked her to either send me money to pay for it so I could go get some myself or she could make the drive and get me another order. She didn't want to drive that far and she didn't think she should have to pay me anything. I told her she should because it would be nice of her to do so, since I get she gets cravings, but it's not like she's pregnant with my kid or we live together. She left at that point, left half the food uneaten, and I wouldn't eat it because of what she put on it. A couple hours later, my mother called. My girlfriend texted her about what had happened. My mom gave me an earful about how I have no idea what it's like for my girlfriend right now, and I need to be supportive and let things go. I definitely get the pregnancy things, but you can't use that as an excuse to just cover up being a jerk to people. Just took this whole dude's dinner and showed zero remorse about it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my husband's daughter to stop calling me mom? 
I, 42-year-old female, met my husband, 44-year-old male, six years ago, and we've been married for two years. He has a daughter, 7-year-old female, from a previous marriage that didn't end well after his ex cheated on him. His daughter rarely ever sees her mom, as she constantly travels the world. I feel awful that his daughter hasn't had a good mother figure in her life, so I've been trying my best to take her out to do girly things and bond with her since her mother isn't around to do so. She would always call me by my first name, but for the first time when we were sitting at the table for dinner, she called me mom, and it just didn't feel right. It made me feel uncomfortable. I told her that, I'm sorry, but I'm not your mother. You can't call me that, sweetie. And she was shocked and started to tear up a bit. My husband and I were arguing all night, telling me what I did was awful. He told me that she feels comfortable and close enough to call me mom, and I should feel special for her calling me mom. He doesn't want to see how I feel from my side. Her mother is still very much alive and I don't want to disrespect her by taking her title as mom. It all feels very awkward as I'm used to her calling me by my name. Life was moving so smoothly until she had to call me mom. So am I the jerk for not wanting to be called mom? I think people would probably be quick to say OP is the jerk just because it kind of crushes the kid's heart. But honestly, I think OP's concerns are fair. What do you guys think? Our next story is, am I the jerk for removing my shirt when I heard my stepfather approaching my room? I, 18-year-old female, am in my senior year, currently have a faulty lock, and a stepfather with no acknowledgement for boundaries. One of the main reasons why I hate when anyone comes into my room without knocking is because of the fact that I sleep naked and just love being naked in the comfort of my room. My mother and brother learned this after a couple of times seeing me that way, as I also love to read in that way. I know it's weird, but it feels amazing. Nonetheless, my stepfather moved in with us recently, and he's been coming into my room in the morning for the most obtuse reasons, like checking if I borrowed this or that, though he would never knock. I've told my mother about this, and she said that it was because his previous home didn't have any locks, apart from the toilet due to the personal reasons so I should be gentle to him. He started to do this around the evening as well, and after telling him to knock for the last two weeks, I had to be proactive and show him a route that he will understand, which was seeing me topless on his own volition. One can hope this would encourage him to knock next time. I did it yesterday as I heard his footsteps down my hall, and he came in whilst I was looking for a top. Topless. Instead of him screaming or running out like my brother would, he just stood there and carried on speaking. After this, I told my mother how weird it's become, and she said I was being a tyrant and making him seem weird. She got upset at me for talking about this to her, and made me wonder if I was wrong for trying this tactic. I think it's very clear this guy is kind of a creeper. OP should get like a door wedge if they can't replace the lock themselves. Nobody seems to care that this dude is creeping. This next story is, am I the jerk for spending my children's inheritance, leaving almost nothing to them and my grandchildren? Hello, good afternoon. What you're about to read is a recent cause of emotional distress for me, regret, and I'm posting this with the help of my colleague and his son, whom insist I'm doing the right thing. I'm 63 years old, I took advantage of better times, financially speaking, and managed to get enough money to save, have a good retirement, and leave a good inheritance for my children. However, their actions in recent years has broken my heart. My oldest daughter is a lawyer, married to an attorney. I have another son who's also a lawyer, a third who became an engineer, and the youngest who's a salesman. 
I've been a smoker for many years and the predictable outcome has finally caught me, so I may not have many years left. After knowing this, my children began stabbing each other's backs, trying to get their inheritance earlier. Initially were frequent verbal discussions that escalated to legal battles. The boiling point came when my daughter forged her brother's signature to take their part of the inheritance while I was being treated at the hospital. Now, none of the siblings can see each other in the eye and only talk through lawyers. Saddened by this situation, I decided to spend the money, thinking that if all of it's gone, they would have no more reasons to fight. I donated to charities, bought my wife beauty items, went on vacations with her paying for the better looking hotel rooms, no planes because of COVID travel restrictions, gave my grandkids expensive gifts, bought my dearest friends and colleagues better equipment to improve their work, we bought a huge TV, prepaid for my funeral, tasted some fine whiskey, among other things. Right now, about 65-70% to 70% of my savings are now gone. I plan to keep enough for the time I have left, and leave my wife a good cash amount. However, my children are noticing that I'm spending a lot and started to ask questions. My daughter figured out what happened on her own. I had no rebuttals since I'm guilty of all the accusations she made. But then she mentioned that her children will suffer because of my selfish acts. Not only that, but I'm cursing all of her grandchildren by doing this. That made me think that my grandchildren shouldn't be punished for their parents' sins and maybe I was too self-absorbed to realize it sooner. That's my dilemma now. If you're nearing the end and you want to spend every dime you have left, that is your God-given right and you can't be guilted for not just saving it all and passing it off. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my 18-year-old daughter she needs to get a job or go to college, even though she has a toddler? I have two daughters, April, female, 18, and Jade, female, 15. I'm a single mom, April and Jade's dad and I got divorced around 13 years ago as he was having an affair. He's never been in the picture for either of our girls after that. When April was 16, she unexpectedly got pregnant. I took her to counseling to help her organize her thoughts and figure out what she wanted to do and April decided she wanted to keep the baby. The pregnancy and birth went smoothly and I now have a grandson Ollie, 2 years old. The father is involved, but he and April are no longer together. Ollie stays with his dad every weekend, and the dad's parents give April money to go towards Ollie's expenses. Earlier this year, April graduated high school. She's been taking care of Ollie during the week, but other than that, she hasn't been up to much. She keeps saying that she'll start looking for a job, but hasn't even started writing her resume. Besides taking care of Ollie, she just sits at home watching TV. On multiple occasions, April's tried to leave Ollie with Jade so that she can go out partying, which has led to huge arguments. Last week, I talked to April and I told her that she needs to get a job or go to our local community college and that I'll foot the bill for any childcare she needs for it to happen. I told her she needs to get a job or go to college in order to stay here. April got upset and said that she doesn't want a job or to go to college. She said that she just wants to be a mom. She told me it can wait until Ollie starts school. I told her no and that she needs to start something so that she can support herself and be an independent adult. April said I'm being unreasonable and that these things can wait until Ollie's in school full time. She said that I'm asking her to damage him and that he needs his mom. It's not that I don't want April and Ollie here, I love them both. 
I just think I'd be setting a bad precedent by allowing April to continue to stay with me with no job and no education in the making. I think it's incredibly vital for her to get some kind of work experience. Having never worked, being 18 years old and just sitting around, even at Walmart that resume is going to get worse and worse. Our next story is, am I the jerk for putting my son's comfortability over my girlfriend? I, 34 year old male, have a 16 year old son. My son is paralyzed from the waist down and has been since he was 8. A year ago I got with my girlfriend, 34. I live in an apartment right now but it's not the most accessible. For example, the sink in the kitchen and bathroom have cabinets underneath, so he can't really use them without being in an awkward position. And the stove is too high for him to use it safely. He can't reach most of the dishes if they were in the higher cabinets. The showers are also really small and his shower bench barely fits. I've tried to rearrange this to make them easier for him, but it's still hard. Two years ago, I started getting a house built for us. For most of his childhood, I've struggled financially, but I was finally able to afford to build a house accessible to him. I showed my girlfriend a plan of the house when we first started dating, and she said it looked fine. We went to go see the progress a few days ago since it's almost done and we're almost ready to move in. When she got there, she mentioned how the stove and the sink were too low. My son can't do much in the kitchen because of his paralysis, but he loves to help. Having the stove accessible will help him have more independence, and he can start learning himself, which he's really happy about. Our stove and sink have a little space under it so he can slide his wheelchair in to cook, and it's low enough so it's like a table, if that makes sense. The oven and microwave are also low enough for him. My girlfriend says it'll be uncomfortable for her to cook at. I told her she can pull up a chair and sit if that's better, but she refuses. She says she doesn't want to live with me if she's going to be uncomfortable forever. She also said that my son will move out in a few years, so we don't even need to spend all this money on a house. I told her that we could renovate some things after he moves out, but she doesn't want to wait that long. I said if it was a problem, she could figure something else out to make her comfortable or leave. Some people are telling me I was too harsh, but I'm tired of people complaining about excessive Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ability to disabled people because it inconveniences them a little. But I want to know if y'all think I was actually wrong and should have handled it differently. Am I the jerk? I think this is a beautiful thing OP is doing for their son, and I don't think you could miss the point any harder than this girlfriend is. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my stepson that them's the breaks, my daughter can go to college but he can't? I'm 49 year old female, my daughter Katie, 17, is graduating high school this spring and was just accepted to her first college last week. I share Katie with her father, my ex-husband, Will, 52 year old male. But I've been married to my husband Brian, 49 year old male, for about 6 years. 
Brian has a son, Nick, 16, who's a junior at the same school as Katie. Brian has full custody of Nick while I share custody of Katie. Will and I divorced fairly amicably when Katie was young and have grown into strong co-parents. Will's family comes from substantial money, so as part of the divorce, we agreed that he would be responsible for the tuition and the dorm bill for Katie's college, and I would pay for other miscellaneous living expenses. I've saved enough to pay for these expenses, but I know that if something were to happen to my savings, Will or his family would be able to foot the entire bill for Katie's living expenses without any changes to his lifestyle. Will and I decided to sit Katie down and show her the whole picture of what college costs and what we'll pay for. Brian thought it would be a good idea to have a similar conversation with Nick, even though he's only a junior. Unfortunately, the financial situation for Nick differs. Since his mother isn't in the picture, it's been on Brian to save for Nick's college. Brian was able to save and I've also contributed a bit and he has enough saved for a full associate's degree or half bachelor's degree at an in-state public school without living expenses. We didn't openly discuss the specifics of the different finances with each child, but did broadly say that they had different opportunities due to situations outside of their control. Nick has since surmised that his situation is very different from Katie's and his choices will be much more impacted by finances than hers. Nick came to Brian and I very upset over the weekend. He said it wasn't fair that Katie got to go anywhere she wanted, and he specifically was upset that Katie would not have to pay for her own room and board. He then asked what if Katie gets into a school with scholarships, if he could get the difference in tuition for his college, or he said that I should contribute the savings I had for Katie to his fund to try and make it more fair since Will could make up the difference easily. I kindly told him that no, I wouldn't do that and that I'm really sorry that that's the situation. Then I told him, unfortunately, sometimes, them's the breaks in life and that we'll do our best to make sure that whatever college he decides to go to, that he can make the most of the opportunity, even with loans. Nick obviously is upset by this, and Brian thinks my response to his asking made me a bit of a jerk, even though I shouldn't have to change any of the agreement. I feel like I'm going crazy, but am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk for specifically the monetary decisions, but saying to his face, sorry, no, them's the break sometimes, might be a little too blunt to frame it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my husband I'd rather nobody use my holiday booking out of spite? I'm 23-year-old female, my husband, 27-year-old male, and I have been together for five years, married for three. We're both athletic people, or at least I used to be, So we've been planning a holiday for the past year, without going into major details, it's an expensive, by my standards, holiday, and it would involve a lot of hiking. I was looking forward to it. I was in an accident recently, and once again, without going into much detail as it's triggering, lost my leg. It's upsetting, but I'm not in a place to openly speak about it outside of therapy. Obviously, due to this recent restriction, I'm unable to do what we did planned for our holiday. I hadn't thought about the holiday. It's non-refundable. I had expected my husband to not want to go. Currently, his family haven't asked once how I am, and my family claim it's hard to be around me because they don't know how to support me. Whatever. He said yesterday he invited his sister, 19, in my place. I was baffled because I expected him to support me. 
He said it's not for two months. I'm like, so? Cancel and do something we can both do. He said he needs a break, that he's been supporting me, he deserves this and he was also looking forward to it. So I said, you go, but I paid for my spot, so no, she can't use it. He asked if I'm being serious, that it's spiteful. His sister hadn't done anything. I said she hadn't asked once how I was doing. She texted me last week for 150 British pounds. Why should she get a free holiday? Anyways, he's upset claiming he'll still go and pay for his sister, which he won't because A, it's expensive, and B, last I checked, fully booked. Am I the jerk? I would ask family or friends, but I don't feel like texting them. Because this holiday was planned before OP's recent restriction, I think there's a lot of emotions attached to this trip. Leaving OP behind and going on it so soon after the incident, nonetheless, I think is just too much. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I banned my son's boy crush from our house? My son, 16-year-old male, has dated this girl, 16-year-old female, for a year and a half. We knew she never had a good home life. Her dad leaves for weeks, even months at a time. And the mom is always high and drunk and screams at her. Two weeks ago, her mom got drunk and high and caused a small fire and wouldn't wake up. We told his girlfriend she could live with us. She was actually happy in a good mood every day once she started living with us. My son just dumped her, said he likes boys. If that wasn't bad enough, he's bringing this boy that he likes over to the house. He's talking about how much he likes him and how handsome he is when she's just in the other room and can hear him. She's been in tears. Very clearly, I think OP feels a specific way about boys dating boys. If that wasn't bad enough, I think it's unfair to exclude him because of his ex. The son didn't sign some exclusivity contract. Our next story is, am I the jerk for letting my fiancé spend my son's birthday with him instead of my ex? I have a daughter, 8, and a son, 10, with my ex-wife. I recently got engaged to my fiancé, 23-year-old female. Two days ago was my son's birthday. The kids were staying with me, but unfortunately I had to go to another city for work and couldn't spend the day with him. This also happened for my daughter's sixth birthday, in which I let them go to their mom's home because I didn't want her to be alone for her birthday. Well, this year, my fiancé suggested spending the day with the kids, and I thought it would be a good idea. They like her, and it's a good chance to bond with her even more, so why not? From what I've heard, the kids enjoyed it. However, my ex is really angry. She called me a jerk because she thinks the kids should have spent the day with her and not my fiancé. She blew up at me and said a lot of things about me and my fiancé. I think she's being unreasonable because it was the kids' time with me, so I get to decide what to do, not her. What do you guys think? Are they the jerk? Considering it's their time but they weren't even there, does that influence things? Our next story is, am I the jerk for banning my niece from my house after she accused my daughter of stealing her airpods? I, female, 40s, live with my husband, male, 40s, and our daughter Laura, 15-year-old female. I have a niece, Kelly, female, 26. I'm quite close with my siblings and their children, but in recent years, I haven't seen much of Kelly as she's moved to another city that's around three hours away. Kelly's been around more often with the holidays coming up, and a few days ago I hosted a family dinner and she came along. The next day, I get a phone call from Kelly. She's furious and tells me that Laura has apparently stolen her AirPods. I ask her what the heck she's talking about 
and she said that she had her AirPods in her handbag in our dining room and that now her AirPods are gone. She said that Laura was acting suspicious and being guilty. I hadn't noticed anything, but there was a bit of unrelated drama going on at the dinner, so I was distracted. I told Kelly I'd talk to Laura and then call her back. I talked to Laura, and she immediately denies stealing the AirPods. She said that she's been nowhere near Kelly's handbag, and that it's not like she doesn't have her own headphones. I can usually tell when Laura's lying, and she's never stolen things in the past, so I'm pretty inclined to believe her. I know I'm biased because she's my daughter, but I do know her very well. I called Kelly back a few hours later and told her that I don't know what happened to them, but Laura has definitely not stolen her AirPods. Kelly insisted that Laura stole her AirPods and starts telling me that me and my husband must buy her a replacement. I told Kelly that that's just not the case and that I'm sure they'll turn up. Kelly even went around telling all of our extended family that Laura stole her thing and that she's a liar and a thief, and I'm enabling it. The day after that, I get a text from Kelly telling me that she found her AirPods and that they were in her car the whole time. Kelly seemed to think it was really funny, but I told her I really do not appreciate that she jumped straight to calling my daughter a thief when she misplaced her own AirPods. I told Kelly she's not welcome back into my home after the stunt she's pulled. Kelly got really upset and accused me of trying to cut her out of the family and being too harsh on her. Now my siblings are mad at me for banning Kelly from my house and said I'm horrible and bullying her. I mean, first of all, you have the right to ban anybody you want from your home, let alone somebody that's going to happily play finger guns and blame somebody and out them as a thief when they just cluelessly bumbled their own possessions. That said, our final story of the day is, am I the jerk for making my parents choose between my sister going to jail or replacing my car with their vacation money? I, female 17, live with my parents. I have an older sister, 29, that they had when they were super young. Like, I think my mom was 19 and my dad was 18. They didn't do a great job with her and she has a lot of problems. She's chronically unemployed and she's a thief. She has two kids that are okay. They live with us as well because her boyfriend didn't want them around. I like the kids, but they're spoiled little brats. My parents dote on to make up for being crappy parents to their mom. My parents won't let me put a lock on my door because it's their house and they don't want that. No problem. I talked to the kids and explained about what would happen if they came into my room without permission. We have an understanding. Well, my sister broke up with her boyfriend and she needed a place to stay. I begged my parents not to let her stay with us. They declined. So I begged again for a lock for my door. No dice. I have to go to school so I can't guard my stuff at all times. When I came home on Friday, I found my car absolutely trashed and the side of it destroyed. My sister had gone into my room, found my spare key and had taken my car then lost control on the ice after a day of eating crap and tossing fast food wrappers everywhere. She sideswiped a tree. When I saw my car, I was livid. I told my parents that I expected her to pay to fix it. They said that she didn't have any money, so I said that I would call my grandparents. They'd helped me get the car and the insurance. After talking with my grandfather, I came back to talk to my parents. I said that the insurance would cover fixing or replacing my car depending on the damage but that I would have to file a police report and that my sister would probably be charged for stealing my car. 
They begged me to tell the insurance that she had permission. I said nope. So rather than go through insurance, they're replacing my car. But they're using money that they had set aside to take me and my nieces to Orlando next summer for my graduation. It's fine. I can do without seeing Disney World again, but my parents, sister, and nieces are upset with me and saying that I'm a jerk for denying my nieces the opportunity to go on a vacation that they've never had. I just asked them if a lock for my door would have been cheaper. Am I the jerk? Edit, I just got home from school, there's a deadbolt on my bedroom door, and my mom gave me a key. She says that she's keeping the other one for an emergency. I agreed as long as it was only for emergencies. So I think overall this kind of sucks for everybody else that was going to get this vacation, but I mean crap happens, at least they're replacing the car, right? I don't think that makes OP the jerk for wanting their car replaced. That last question OP asked everybody is beautiful. Hey, would a lock for my door have been cheaper? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy am I the jerk here story? check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.